and welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, my guest of the day is the author of The Lookup, a story about overcoming adversities. Uh, for you listeners and viewers, this is a great book. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, give a warm welcome to Alman Woodson. Welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, dear. This is a, it's a great, a great, uh, a great outcome like here to uh, finally have you and I kind of con- con- connect because yes, I know yes. we have been talking to each other via social media. I've been following your stuff. You've been yeah. following my stuff. We've been connecting. So this is really good. And I appreciate you having me on for today. Oh, this man, it's an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> uh, you're super talented, but not just you're so intellectual. Uh, I first... Um, I, I I learned about you because I did. Uh, my wife is a real estate agent, right? Mm-hmm. So um, she's a part of this brokerage, EXP, which is everything's digital. Um, she does well. This time, uh, there was this program called the Appointment Academy, and your lovely wife, which I, I, I no, never spoke to, but uh, when we was about to finish, she shot she shouted you out, and she said, uh, "You're writing this awesome book. It's it's, a, it's just a couple of days." Uh, she said, pre-order it. And I said, hmm. So I, I, I clicked. I looked you up <laughs> on Instagram and I saw your, your it's just awesome. You. So, you know, I, I pre-ordered the book. It's right here. I've been reading yeah. it. Um, <laughs> man, I, let's just get into it. I, I have. Yeah, let's jump in. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what page. I'm not, I'm not going to look back and forth. Uh, I, this is in the beginning. Um. I'm just going to give you pinpoints. I don't, I don't want to, um, yeah. spoilers. Right? I want people to buy this amazing book because it is good. Um, there's this part that made me emotional. Like it gave, it gave me that thing right here and yeah. my, and my, um, <laughs> here, here, right. Um, in my throat, um, is the part and where that, uh, Something happened that you can no longer um, go to, to the law school, right? Yeah, yeah. And you called your dad. And um, uh-uh. up to that point, that feeling you describe of able to, you know, to say such uh, heartbreaking news. Um, and you were able to call your dad and your yeah. dad give you that reassurance and support. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, I, I, that immediately, um, I felt that. Um, yeah. I felt everything before that, especially. I, I've never, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad. You know, I mm-hmm. have really no any, any relationship with him. And and to, 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 to read those words of reassurance that your dad had your back, man. Yeah. Uh, it makes me, that's the type of dad I want to be for my son. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and from that point forward, man, I just clicked with the book. Yeah. Yeah. Good, man. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, I remember, man, I can, when, when you just brought that up just now, I, it, this is the thing, you know, this, this happened. I went to law school in 2000, 2008, nine, 10, you know, like, and um, those experiences happened, like they happened over 10 years ago. Yeah. But when I started writing this, because I just, I just felt, I just had this passion, this feeling on the inside of me that I had to get this, this you story wanna, down on paper. Yes, yes. I had to get it out to the people and, and out and, and share it. And one thing that I still remember those moments like it was yesterday. I still remember calling my dad. I still remember crying on the phone and him being like, "Son, it's okay. It's it's okay, man." Like. And, and you know, it just man, I'm starting to get a little. Uh, wow, it just uh, is one of those things where it was like uh, I tremendously felt that no matter what, he had my back. Yeah, and and it wasn't like I had to prove anything to him. It was just that I was his son. Period. No matter what, in the good, the bad, or the ugly, like it, it didn't matter. And it was just, uh, and I wanted to convey that because. No, not only not to like create a story, but to tell the truth about how yes, I felt yes, at that moment yes. and tell the truth about my sentiment at that moment. I felt like an absolute failure. I felt like I had like failed the family. But at the same time, like 
you know, that's that's why the, the first chapter is called Failure is Not the End. And part of the, the reason why I started there is because I wanted to start with this bang. I wanted to get your attention and get the reader's attention that, listen, yes, even yes. if you fail in life, failure is not the end point of your life. It's just a bump in the road. Yes, yes. And it's 100%. a bump in the road that you, you have to just keep going over and just keep. And the thing about it is, you know, uh, I'm, I think when there's another part in the book where I talked about, uh, you know, there was a there was a failure in my life and I felt I felt it. But at the same time, I wouldn't be the person I am without that in my yes, life. Yes. I like I needed that to push me to to recognize different things about my life, different things about the, how I could become better, different things about how I could think differently, different things about how I could become more structured in, in certain areas, you know? But without that, I may not have gotten that example. Cause you know how sometimes deal we 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 go through you know, we go through easy times in life and we're like, man, yes. I wish this was easy. I wish this was easy. But yes. in reality, let's be honest, most people learn the best, the most, they get the best lesson out of the failures in their life. Yes. Yes. So, that you know, with, with that, with that experience, what I learned from that was, was to fail, fail often, yes. seek failure. Yes. Seek the opportunity to go yes. after something that is so tough, so strong, so difficult for you. That you're gonna fail at it, but you're gonna learn so many things, and you're gonna meet so many people that are gonna push you to become the better person. They're gonna push you to become that that person that you dream about. That you, you know, man, deal. Stop me whenever you're ready. Stop. No, me, no, just man. Just keep, this, like, keep, keep preaching. Keep preaching. <laughs> keep going. No, but what I was gonna say was that, like, you know, sometimes we go through these things. We have these thoughts in our life, these dreams, these these aspirations, these goals that we. We go to we go to sleep dreaming about, mm-hmm. or we we have this ideal life that we want to live. We see ourselves doing something. You see yourself buying that I don't know the Porsche nine eleven or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. car, you know, or or getting a house right on the water somewhere. But I would venture to say that those dreams, those thoughts, those ideas, those inclinations, those things that come to us, those are really just an inkling into the life that we're really supposed to be living. Those are just like a slow little, a little peek into the life that you're really supposed to be leaving. Those desires that you have is like a, it's like a, it's drawing you because that's really what you're supposed to be doing. That's really where you're supposed to be living. Mm -hmm. That's really how you're supposed to be living your life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't, you're not drawn to everything. Certain things get your attention. Certain things make you want to be like, you know, I like that. I want, I want to do that. I want to be that. And why is that? It's not everything. It's just certain things. And, and the reason is because that's really what you are. It's, it's calling you. Yes. It's it's seeking you. The same way you're seeking it, it's seeking you. The law of attraction. The law of attraction, man. Yes, the law of yes. attraction. Oh, man. And so, yeah, that's what this this book was about, man. And and, and also, um, that was about my dad, but my, my mom was about chapter two. Mm. And, and that is where I feel like, uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of uh, maybe moms really can relate to that experience that that conversation because I had chapter two was about my experience with my experience with my mom because I told my dad first yes yes and I did it strategically because you know I I felt like first of all I knew that there works I knew their work schedules because I knew my mom would be at work my dad would kind of be off he yeah so I, could, I knew I could talk to him but my mom the conversation was totally different it was totally different but at the same time, I know why I get why she did what she did. I understand why she did what she did. As a matter of fact, for this book that I wrote, I I interviewed her. I interviewed her to learn more about her history to see if there was anything else I needed to learn. And I learned more about my mom while I did that interview. And I understand now why she did what she did. Because she wasn't trying to raise me to be a boy. She was raised, she wanted me to be a man and handle all my, you know. You know, if I created that bed, then I need to lay in that bed and understand what it is. One hundred percent, yes, yes. And that was that was her that was her way of thinking, and I get it. I I get it. I understand. I appreciate her even more now because of how she how she didn't let me give up on myself. How she didn't let me settle for a, a mediocre existence. She wanted me to become something different. She wanted me to, she had higher expectations out of me than I had for myself at the time. 
Now, you know, like, you know, most times, you know, I made it, I made it to law schools and people would be like, wow, you did. So, but she was like, I expect more out of you. Mm, she gave that tough love. Yes. 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 Yes, man. She was not playing. She doesn't, you know, like Mama's my mom, probably play. your mom too, they're from the old school. They don't play. Mm-hmm. They don't play, man. And she was not playing around with me. She was not going to let me, like, even, like, like, even my, my actions was one thing, but she wasn't even going to let my mind get to a place where. I was willing to just sit down or just in my mind. She, she required me to think about the future. Keep busy. Keep busy. Yes. Yes. Keep, keep focused. Keep striving. Get back to what you said you was going to do. I don't care what it looks like. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's beautiful, what, man. Man. Oh, my goodness, man. That's, that's wow. That's, that's, <sighs> I can't wait to get to that chapter, too. Shit. <laughs> Man, uh, it was interesting, man. Uh, oh, man, anyway. I, yeah. I, I, I like I the fact that um, you wrote in the book, um, when you were in the process of uh, applying and sending your applications to these universities and you kept, you kept like getting denied, like you said, they're almost like, see me coming and <laughs> have it prepared. And um, your dad, uh, I can't remember the question. He told you something, but it was basically like to test you to, yes. to, you know, basically to see if you're, you're like, just brush it off and keep moving forward. Yes. Uh, yeah. I love that part too. Yeah. It was interesting, man. You know, and that, and uh, it, man, that's interesting. While I was writing this book, I, one thing that I wanted to do with this book was to not just put on paper what happened, but I also wanted to incorporate what I was thinking and how I was feeling. And I also wanted to also incorporate, like, I, I remember that, man, I remember that conversation too when I, when I told him I got rejected from everywhere. Yeah. And I remember his face. He was like, so what are you going to do? It's almost like he just, like, he just like asked me this question, almost like, a, like Don Corleone, like, yeah, yeah. Do? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, so what are you going to do? Like, he knew what he was expecting, what he wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. He was testing you. He was... But he was like a test. Yeah. It, it was almost like, to, uh, he was like, he, was, he wasn't just asking me, what are you going to do? He was almost asking me, so, okay, I've instilled everything that I have into you. Now, how are you going to use that to pick yourself up and do something with this, even though it's a even though it's a rejection or a failure, how are you going to turn this around? And and it's in, in that in that question, like he asked so much, but it was so such so yes. You know how sometimes people just say a short yes. phrase, but yes. really there was so much. There's so much. It, behind it's so it. it's so like straightforward, but yet yes. so powerful and so short that yes. it, it captured your your attention. It's, it means more than what it is. Yes. 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 And that's what I, I wanted to convey that because he he was literally asking me all of that. Like he was going back in time almost to like when he first raised me to, as, a, as a kid, like, you know, when he was teaching me about, you know, I don't know about being a man or whatever. I don't know. It was just like just that one question about what are you going to do? I felt like it was almost like my whole history was packed into that question. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, he was waiting to see what kind of response I was going to give him. And that's why when I said, when I responded the way I did, he gave me that, like. That's my okay. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? right? That's my boy, yeah. That's my boy. Right? Yes, yes. And so that that was just a, a very, it was a very interesting moment, man, because, like, even further on, um, I, I just explained about how the, the challenges of just getting in. So that was the first year. Then the second year presented different challenges. And, and another question, he came up with another question. He said, so um, what are you going to do? And, and, you know, and I, <laughs> I gave him another answer. And he was like, okay. And he was like, okay. And so it's like, almost like, I'm going to support you no matter what you do. But I prefer that you make the decision for your life that you need to make it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, a part of being a grown up and a, a part of being a man as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking responsibility. For key. all of your actions, key for everything, key for everything, everything. and for you, not for just what happened in the past, but for your future. What are you going to do today that's going to help you set yourself up for your future? What are you going to do? Yes. How are you going? How are you going to conduct yourself in this setting? How are you going to conduct yourself in this setting? Are you going to, you know, allow the 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 waves or the 
or the um are you gonna allow the 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 weather the weather of the or the emotional weather and of the, the storm, storm to control you yeah to 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 waylay your decision making is it gonna push you to the side or are you gonna say listen i'm this is what i want and this is what i'm gonna go for no matter what and i'm gonna make it happen yeah you know and um it's just all those like life lessons yeah. life lessons that i learned throughout this whole experience and and yeah like a, as you go on there's just uh there's a, there's a lot to it man i um i don't want to tell too much of a yeah. story but i i do want to i mean there's just uh you know just figuring things out in times when it just seemed like it was just uh there's nothing really difficult there. yeah there's nothing there and i think i come I, I wanted to combine that with um some talk about my faith and and the fact that you know at a certain point i had to just believe that i could do it i had to believe that i could could make it happen for myself I'm you know I, there was um you know there's like there's a part in there when i talk about when i was driving through the city one more time and i i had to just say declare some things and i, I had to de- i had to do it I mm. had to do it. And it wasn't like it was like uh it wasn't like I, I knew to do that. I just did it. And um it was it was almost like I had to talk to the universe, man. Yeah, man. And, it's always uh, listening. You gotta talk to it. You gotta talk to it. I can imagine yeah. this, this man, uh, because just really I'm still in chapter one and just reading up to that point, right? Um writing this book was totally emotional. Uh, an emotional an emotional roller coaster because what i what i like and 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 what i've read so far what i like it's it's so much detail that you you've you've you you're able to uh grasp the right words and combine them so it's not too much it's not too little it's just right and when you're reading it you can just i like when i read it i can imagine that moment with your dad in my head yeah, yeah like i can yeah. i i can imagine vividly like I, once i saw your your photo i can, and you posted your your dad's photo on instagram yes i, yes. I can in my head and i'm reading a story i can picture these two incredible human beings having that deep conversation like i pictured you calling your dad and yeah. breaking that news like yeah that's that's good writing first of all yeah and i can i can man i can i i, I can just imagine the, the emotional toll you it took on you to get that those words out it it was tough man i i um there were times where i almost didn't didn't want to put it down i almost didn't want to uh i you know i had you know it, it was interesting writing this wow writing this book man was uh it was an emotional roller coaster you're right it really was i i didn't realize how how much of a toll it would take on me when i wrote it um, and it's funny too because it's not that big of a book, but it's just like writing this, mm-hmm. writing this book, like it it took something out of me. Like it it took some uh like I remember when I first started, I wrote a couple of paragraphs, a couple of sentences, and it came pages and a couple of things like that. But I had to go back and and there were times where like even for chapter one, I had to go back and say, like, this is not enough. Mm-hmm. Like did just putting down what happened is not enough. Like I have to go in here and explain where I was mentally, like where I, what I was feeling, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and what, what was going through my head at the time? Like, what were the, what were the, 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 uh, the, uh, what were the expressions on the faces at the time? And the thing is, I could still remember it. I could still remember. I was, I remember sitting at the table, having these conversations, some of these conversations with my dad and my mom too. Yeah. It was defining moments in your life. Defining moments. And, and the thing about it is like, you know, these these experiences were something that, you know, I feel like it's almost symbolism because in the reality is we all go through tough times, man. Yes, yes. We all go through challenges and, and it's not because we've done something bad or done something good, but it's just life. Life is going to throw some things at you and it's just no matter what you do, you're going to have to overcome it and figure it out. You're going to have to figure out how to handle situations. And that's what this book is ultimately about. It's about overcoming adversities because we all face them. Yes. We all have them. We all have those moments where we feel like giving up. We all have those moments where 
we don't know what our next move is going to be. Or we all have those moments where we're ready to just throw our hands up and say, you know what, I don't know. But I love, there's a quote that my dad used to always say, you know, sometimes uh, you have to do everything you know to do. And then it's time for you to, to give it over to God and allow him to put some super on your natural. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm into that. Yes. 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 So it's, that's, that's really what it's about, man. I mean, this was just my story, but I almost feel like anybody could have written this book, man. Yeah, I almost man. feel like anybody could have put their name it's, in here. It's it's totally uh, it's totally relatable. Like yeah. it's it's special. It's somebody that's actually trying to do something more in life. This book would definitely uh benefit them 100%. so much. It's unbelievable. 100%. And 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 I can't stress stress enough the just the first pages, just the introduction, the dedication. Oh yeah, which I, I posted it on IG, man. Oh good. Uh, okay. I, the dedication means so much. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's a dedication. The book is dedicated to everyone fighting desperately to achieve a far-reaching, elusive and scary dream. Mm. I'm not gonna read everything else. You gotta buy the book. But that right there, it's special. Yeah. I, yeah. I um. I was gonna say, you know, the um, <clears throat> the I'm gonna I'm gonna just read the last little two sentences of the dedication because there you go. If, if you don't mind, no, no, go ahead. This is show is about you, baby. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I got you. So the dedication says this book is dedicated to everyone fighting desperately to achieve a far-reaching, elusive, and scary dream. Vulnerability is your superpower. Life is your teacher. Be willing to learn and never give up. Amen. Oh, and you know, man, part of the reason why I, uh, I, I so I, you know, in in publishing this book, my the editor is like and needed me to write the dedication, and, and at the time I didn't really know what I wanted to put there. But you know, one thing I'm trying to do a better job of is like listening to myself. You know, yeah, listening to my insides, being a little more connected. You know, um, because in writing this, I had to, I had to become more vulnerable and more authentic, man. Um, and, and so all of last year in 2020, I was, uh, the word that always kept coming to my mind, it kept reverberating in my mind for some reason. I have no earthly ideas exactly as to why, but was the word vulnerable, vulnerability. And what exactly does that mean for me, mm. you know? as a man and, and as a husband, as a father, as a son. Um, and basically what it means, man, is about, for me, exactly for me, what it means, it's about me bringing all of me to the, to the world. Mm -hmm. Not shrinking back anymore. Mm -hmm. Not being ashamed of anything that has happened to me in the past. Not being, uh, not being ashamed of anything that I've done or not being ashamed of making a mistake not being ashamed of being wrong, you know, getting rid of all of that and be being who you are, doing the things that come to mind without thinking too much about it. And in doing that, man, I've, I've had, I was able to get this book done. And that's, that's why I said vulnerability is your superpower yeah. because at the end of the day, like deal, people want to hear you. Yes. At the end of the day, people want to see you. And the thing, the thing about it is, like, I do these, uh, I do these five minute motivations, and um, I've, since I've been doing this book and trying to get this book out, I've slowed down on it, but I'm about to pick it back up. But one of the things that I talked about was, uh, was about was, um, I did a talk called "They Are Waiting for You," and basically, what I the whole the whole point of it was to create this analogy of the world as the audience, as like in the bleachers, in the stands sitting around in a stadium, watching and waiting to see you get on the field. And, and the reality of the situation is this, is that before Steph Curry became Steph Curry or LeBron James, we didn't know who he was. True. It wasn't until he blessed the world with their talent that we see it. And now they're, they're superstars. They weren't afraid to get on the field. They weren't afraid to get on the court. And the point is that we 
have to be have to get rid of that fear of being seen or being known or being like because look at the end of the day when LeBron James misses a shot or Steph Curry misses a shot or they they do some type of bonehead move they're going to get criticized facts correct but yes. guess what they're going to play the next game yes they're going to be back on the field we're going to be rooting for them now i don't know Steph Curry i don't know his wife i don't know his kids but i'm a fan of him i like mm-hmm. him you, you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. so it's the same thing with, with me with you it's like People are waiting for you to do everything you know to do. Put it all out there. Write your book. Create your podcast. Be who you are, who you've been called to be. That that little that hint that you have on the inside of you, like, dude, I don't I don't know exactly how long you've been doing your podcast, but before you did it, it was just a thought. Yes, yes. Before you before you got on here and had all of these different interviews, all these different podcasts. You have your you have your YouTube page. You have all this Instagram. You have all of this stuff, but it started as a thought. It started as an idea, and that's that's that gets back to what I was saying earlier. Like we have these things that come to mind, which are just little inklings of where you should be, of what you should be doing, because that's the real you. Yes. The 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 the, the expression of you, the full expression of who you are, and that's what I meant when I said. You know, vulnerability is really your superpower. You being vulnerable enough to show us all of who you are. You being vulnerable, and not, I know what I say when I say you, I'm not meaning you. I mean, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. When when we show who we are, when we come to the world and bring all of who we are to the table, the world has been waiting to see that. And the thing about it is, you know, you can touch people I can't reach, or I can reach people you might not be able to reach. But people need to hear your story and they need to see you doing you. They need to see you living your full expression. And at the point that I became confident in that, that's when this got done. I've been playing around this book for over 10 years, man. It's been in my mind for over 10 years. And for some reason, because either I didn't, either I didn't believe in myself or maybe I had a a complex or maybe I, I don't know, or maybe I just had imposter syndrome, something. Yeah. Yeah. This book has been sitting in my mind for over 10 years. And now it's, it's finally, finally out. To thank, the world. thank God. Finally, finally got it out. But now in doing this book, I've learned that there's more that I got to do. Yes. The work is not more, done. Work is not done. I have more work to get done. And so, you know, the, the whole reason why I even wrote the book, the look up that title is because, you know, again, we all face challenges. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when people get down on themselves, you know, they, they hunch their shoulders and looking down and, and then they have those moments where internally they also are feeling down and they're kind of depressed. Well, look up. The reason why it's called look up is because not only do you need to, no matter what you're going through, do you need to go up and walk confidently and handle your business, but also internally your mindset needs to be like i can do this i can make this happen i look yes i had a setback i'll let you move for like a five five minutes 20 30 minutes but that's it it's time to get it going let's keep moving you know that's really what it's about because at the same look at the end of the day lebron james steph curry they miss a shot what do you do you come back and you shoot again Mm -hmm. shoot the ball (laughs) shoot your shot facts (laughs) Oh wow! <laughs> oh man, this stuff gets me excited, man. I just—it's—it's it's beautiful, I, man. It, it's yeah. facts. It's—it's, it's, you know, like you said, 2020 was a very vulnerable year for all of us. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I think, I think you know, just because I'm a man, us men sometimes are afraid to get vulnerable. But when we stop being afraid of being vulnerable, we can do so much. Yeah. And inspire so much. Inspire so much, man. And it's, you know, you're, you're hitting it right there on the nail. It's, 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 it's amazing, man. It's a, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Oh man. Um, what, what made you so passionate about law? <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, for me, it was, um, the reason, part of the reason why I wanted to go to law school was because, I, I've always been interested in business and deal making and, and contracts and things like that. I mean, I mean, before law school, I didn't really know much about contracts and all that stuff, but I've always been interested in being more knowledgeable about 
becoming the person who can, you know, who knows his stuff, like knows contracts, can handle business and acquisitions. And, and really, that's really what I really ultimately wanted to get into was like mergers and acquisitions and and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm actually heading in that route. But uh, the I so really, man, I wanted to get into to law school, man, because I and, and, and do deal with mergers, acquisitions, contracts and things like that. Now, that's that was my, my, my focus. I wanted to focus on that area. But when I ended up going to law school, I started feeling, I started recognizing that the law is really involved in everything, everything. Like, I mean, yes. the law is into everything. And in particular, you know, when you think about like business law and, and things like that, you know, business law really almost really runs the world. And the only reason I say that is because if you think about it, you know, you have these, these, you have the individual and you have the business, right? You have the corporate, the entity, the regular mm-hmm. individual, and you have the entity. And you have the individual who, like the common person, like yourself, myself, we work and we are, you know, we're taxed at a certain amount. And, um, and you know, it's just kind of crazy. We can't avoid taxes, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas you have these corporations who bring in billions of dollars. They're avoiding it left and right. They are minimally taxed and there's really, there's no penalty for it. And not to mention they're able to enter into contracts. They are, they have a lot of, uh, they are able to avoid liability for all kinds of things. You know, companies can be set up to, uh, to prevent liability from their, for their shareholders or for their Mm -hmm. corporate um, owners and stuff like that. And so it always fascinated me like, dang, God, how do these people do this? And so, so I I uh, I really kind of I wanted to be that person who could handle handle setting up businesses, helping businesses acquire other businesses, just help them learn how to merge things like that, and and so it's been kind of my passion. I've just been interested in helping people. So now I I started my own firm. I have my own firm where I you know work with I work with small to mid sized firms. Uh, generally, it was like startups, people who are ready to start up and get their business going, the operating agreements and things like that. And also with like mergers and acquisitions, so helping them acquire other businesses, um, really smaller businesses, the, the ones that are doing no more than maybe one to five million dollars worth of business. And and eventually, you know, hopefully I want to get up to like 10, 20 million. But right now, I will yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, that was always my passion. I've always loved business. I've always loved reading about business. Um, I've always been interested in some of the business minds of the world, and and um, and so uh, yeah, I've been I've been really passionate about that, and wanted to be like that person who could go in a room and really understand what's going on, and be able to represent a client, or even do some of my own deals at at a certain point is what I want to do. So yeah, I, I just want to yeah more more, you. more more knowledgeable man. So that's why I did that. Man, you're, you're you're super busy. Like you, you're writing a book. You're run. You're you're running your your uh, own law firm. You're you're a father. You're a husband. You're in real estate. Yeah. When do you have time to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. I, keep I, him sleep busy. standing up, man. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> keep him busy. That's the way to go. Um, yeah. How? Yeah. How? How far have you, like, you know, the year of the pandemic, right? How how did that affect you and your daily hustle to, so like, let's say, accomplish this book or, you know, yeah. uh, get a contract? How how much did that affect you? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I had the firm last year, but at the same time. Uh, I was kind of transitioning out of a full-time job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, um, but the thing about it was that uh, by us having to have, by me having to stay home and not go to, into the office, because I used to work in Midtown, um, it gave me that extra time, that extra time in between for commuting back and forth. It gave me that time to be able to work on my book. It really gave me time to kind of hone in. So I said like, okay, you know, every other day I'm going to put in a couple hours extra for my book, you know, and then on the days on, on, on the other days, I would do some work on my firm and work with, do some things like that. And, um, and so I just had to really structure my time. 
and then you know my i think my so my wife did the, that uh program with your wife and yeah so she's been doing real estate so we've been having to like like balance everything out man really budget our time like not yes. budget our time, but really like manage our time I manage, even with man. the kids like sometimes there would be times where she would had a meeting or a call and i need to go take care of the kids and, and why give them a bath and you know and, you know, and so, and there'd be times when I'd have a call or a meeting and she would have to go take, so it was us really balancing our time, syncing up our schedules to make things happen. Um, in terms of, in terms of like contracts and, and finding clients and things like that, that had to change mm-hmm. because no longer was I at the point where I could do these face-to-face meetings or handshakes these, and right. That that's, that was, it changed. So for me, my whole marketing plan had to shift a little bit you know it had to shift from shift from the face-to-face meetings from the the seminars giving seminars uh, you know in front of people to now i'm you know reaching out to my contacts and, and letting them know like i'm still here i'm doing this blah 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 or you know reaching out to different groups getting on podcasts like this yeah. um yeah <laughs> and, and so like my my whole network everything has kind of changed in the sense that now I'm, I, I'm recognizing the power of digital, the power of social media. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and, and not only recognizing, but seeing how, how it can really change how things are done. Mm-hmm. And so the, the I mean, cause the, the reality is like, the reality is business is never going to be the same again. No. And, and I mean, very few things are going to be the same again. I mean, we are going into a new world where, now it's going to be very hard for businesses to justify people working in their office. Like, they're, they're, you know, they can't say that we can't allow you to work from home because we see that that, that happened last year, all of last year, or the majority of last year, you know? So it's really kind of set me up to the point where now I'm recognizing the power of digital. I'm recognizing the power of social media, you know, at a point when I didn't necessarily know about with funnels. Now that's a, Something I had to oh, think about. Man. Click you know? funnels, click funnels. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. That's another. That's another topic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I totally get what you're saying, man. Um, yeah. It's like, like, uh, like example, like this podcast, right? So this is something that's been making. I, I, I think I've said this story uh, multiple times, but I'll say it again, just for you know, to inspire and to open the mind, right? Yeah. So. I this podcast has been three four years in the making. Wow, wow! And it took a pandemic for me to actually, you know, okay, I want to do this. It's, it's, yeah, see, I, I'm yeah. like a I'm, I'm like a, a a night commercial. The only thing that'll pay me for advertisement. I just you know I got to do it. Just do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I spend I spend so much money on and really on. on come think of it now on, on things that I don't even use. You know, mm-hmm. I spent almost three, maybe $400 on a zoom mic. Yep. Cause I thought I, I could use it to record great audio, uh, lighting equipment, you know, to try to, you know, reach this, you know, this perfection that I've never encountered before. Yeah. 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 And I come yeah. to realize that the only way I'll find some type of, you know, perfection. If, if I do something, accomplish it. And once I accomplish, sit back and, and, and see my art. Yes. And then now pinpoint where I need to, um, I need to, you know, fix this and fix that. And man, I just, one day in December, I just said, you know, I just said, you know, I said, fuck it. Uh, I downloaded the free version of zoom, um, which (laughs) the free version of zoom for as long as just two people, uh, you get to record it. And once you record it, it downloads automatically. It gives you a separate file for just audio, a separate file just video so yeah. it's giving me two two different platforms which i don't have to try myself crazy yeah, editing yes right and boom i started i pre-recorded a, like four or five to have in a vault to build that consistency right. because you know that to success the major key is consistency so consistency yes i you know i'm a fan of mondays and i every monday at 12 o'clock either eight depending uh 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 the type of podcast I have in, every Monday, boom, new episode, new episode, mm. new episode. And that's why I re- pre-record everything because yeah. um, I'm trying to build something. Yes. So a lot yes, of people, right. you go on these 
uh, seminars or whatnot says, go live, go live, go live. Why are you going to go live if you have nobody following you? You know, like right. the same type of views you'll get. Uh, if the same type of you get um, recording, pre-recording is the same views you're going to get live. So you go live. Right. Uh, you get, let's say, 250 views. Right. That that those are not views you being live. Right. Those are views you getting pre-recorded. Right. So it's right. there, you know. Right. So I just, you know, I did it from December. I launched it on in January, and from January, five months in, I'm right here talking to <laughs> an honor talking to you know. Yeah. <laughs> you. I appreciate, man. See, that's what I'm talking about, and see, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's interesting because. The same thing happened for me. The the whole I would almost give credit to Corona for me getting this book done. You know, like yeah. I think I think in I think the whole this whole Corona thing was a tragic a tragic disease that or not disease or just virus virus that just yes. really impacted the world in in so many ways. On the other side of that, though, you you're starting to see that a lot of people just jumped out there and started their own thing started doing these entrepreneurial ventures. And they started creating a podcast, wrote a book or started some kind of business, did something else here. And the thing about it, sometimes I almost feel like it took that. It took the world slowing down for people to recognize that, listen, I have something to bring to the world. Yes. I have something to bring to the table. And who knows if there would have been another opportunity for us to have even gotten to the place where we created these yes. things. But it's it's like that's it's like, you know, it's it's interesting because you know things work out the way they're so the way they're supposed to, I guess. The way yeah. things work out the way they're supposed to, the good and the bad. I mean and we have to just keep pushing and keep believing and keep trusting ourselves, our own intuition to make these things happen for ourselves. Because the thing is is that Again, your dreams, that little that little idea that you had, and you're like, huh, I could create a podcast. Yeah. And then you know what? Boom. Here we are. Years later, I mean, come on, we have you have this thing that's doing you're doing your thing, you're interviewing people, you're meeting people. All because of an idea. So it's it's uh it's um I heard this lady talk the other the other day and it's really interesting. She's uh I think she's part of like Bob Proctor's program or something like that. Mm -hmm. She she said something really interesting. She said, you know, everything starts with an idea. But then once you have the idea, it you either you either turn away from it because of fear or you push towards it because of faith. Mm -hmm. So she was like why don't we why don't we automatically choose to believe for everything? And I was like, dang. That's <laughs> that's, that's good. She's like, because at the end of the day, you are making a choice about how you're going to go about this thing. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Because I mean, the reality is it's true. Like we are making, you're making a conscious choice. I can do this. That's why you created this. Yes. I made a conscious choice. I can do this. That's why I wrote the book. So the question is. Why aren't you doing that with everything in your life? Make the conscious choice that that dream, that idea of you going on a trip to Bora Bora or somewhere <laughs> is possible. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why, 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 why not believe it? Why not? You know, it? it's crazy to say that because, you know, I, I sometimes, you know, I get lost in my own thoughts. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I got to, I got to be honest with myself, right? Let's just go back to being vulnerable. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm a person that sometimes I process things slower than the next person. But when I process it, my thought process goes a little further than the normal person. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. So I, I, I sometimes I, you know, I look at my son because he's a, he's, he's a big figure on everything I'm trying to do. Mm. Right. So, you know, I think about like, why what is you know just what are the reason why people hold back on doing anything you know yeah, yeah. and like a lot of times is is you know when i've like this this dream inspired team deal talk it's been so difficult because 
you know, everybody that I try to partner up with, you got to come. First of all, you got to come to realization that at some point your business gets a certain level. You can't do it on your own. Yeah. You know, right. and if you continue um, to do it alone, you as a, as a businessman as well, know this, that is going to go crushing down. Yes. So yes. everyone that I've tried to um, partner up with, or just simply have a conversation to shut me down. Every, mm. you know, they, they always go, um, I need the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and this is how I break it down. Like, like example, I, I just signed, I just signed to my company during Spy Entertain, uh, three potential writers, upcoming awesome. writers, oh, right. Awesome. To create this hopefully awesome script. It's, it's going to be fun. Right. I love it. I love it. Um, shout out to uh, Thomas Chung, Eliana Martinez and Benjamin Fortanis Jr. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Great. Three great individuals. Right. So before that, I, I sit down and approach people. And what I'm offering is an opportunity. It's not much, right. but it's an opportunity. Right. And they quickly shut me down because of the money. Right. And, and I got, I, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, I hate myself because I, I come off as a, as a dick. Right. Mm-hmm. And my, my response is, but what have you created lately? Matter of fact, what have you done for yourself? Something that's valuable lately. Right, right. Did you draw something? Did right. you write something? You know, did you make something? Right. You know, we, we have to understand that, you know, and this is something I learned. Uh, I was always ambitious to go to these higher positions. But the truth, I wasn't ready. You know, they want me, they, I, I want to get paid at $65,000 $65, a year. Right. But yeah, I'm not ready for those $65,000 a year. Right. Right. So there's, there's, it's work. It's hard work. Yes. It's hard work. It's hard yes. work. Writing this book is hard work. Yes. Starting your firm is hard work. Doing this right. podcast is hard work. Yes. And, and sometimes I believe people are not willing to do the work. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, when when uh, you you ever heard of a book called uh, As a Man Thinketh? As a Man Thinketh. Yeah, As a Man Thinketh, written by Napoleon Hill. It's an yeah. excellent book, excellent book. But uh, the the whole the whole point of it was just that it was, we're kind of getting back to what you were just saying. This this gentleman had the opportunity to, uh, you know, he had the opportunity to interview this guy named um, uh, Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie. Mm-hmm. I think it was Andrew Carnegie. One of them, one of those big mavens of the of the industrial age. And he told him, he said, you know, I want you to interview me. He said, but I'm not going to pay you. And he said, I want you to decide if you want to do it. Yes or no. And what he didn't know at the time was that he gave the guy only 30 seconds or like only a minute to make the decision. And if he didn't make the decision, he would have told him, no, I don't, I don't want you to do it. So the guy, the, the um, Andrew um, Napoleon Hill, he made the decisions like, sure, I'll do it because he saw the value of investing in himself. There you go. Boom. You know what I'm saying? No money. No money. This dude who's made as a billionaire could have paid him anything, but he told him, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to pay you. He said, I want to see. He said, I want you to make a decision whether or not you're going to, you know, do this interview. But I'm not going to pay you. And needless to say, the book is sold millions and millions of copies, made millions and millions of millionaires. And it's an excellent book. I would totally recommend it. But I would recommend my book first. But yes. Can... <laughs> the look up. Look up, man. Look up. <laughs> but that but that goes to the point. Like sometimes people want something so bad in their hand, but they don't understand. Like the I did another talk about this about investment. The we need to get you on it. TED Talk ASAP. We need to do a petition. We need to get you there ASAP. <laughs> you have too much knowledge, too much inspiring stories to, to just, you know, for this podcast. We need to get you to a bigger platform. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, man. TED Talk, if you're listening, I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> so I did this I did this talk also on uh, about the power of investment. The reason why the power of investment is so powerful it's not because you put money in your hand and you hold it with a tight grip, because if you hold it with a tight grip, the money's not going anywhere. It only it's going to stay right there in your hand. Yes. But at the point that you are able to release that money, 
into the universe, into someone else, into a resource, into an experience, you don't know how far that money can go. And whenever it comes back to you, it's always going to come back with some friends. Mm-hmm. So that's why people, people who think like that, who say, I need the money, they're, they're only thinking about the, what they can have in their hand right then and there. They're not thinking about the value that it's going to help them, be, the, the value it's going to help them create in, the, in their life, in their own life, and then in other people's life, and the experience that they're going to get. They're not thinking about that. You know, I think, you know, I think that's the defect to a hustler, right? Mm. A hustler, he hustles. He's trying to make quick money. Right. But the quicker he makes it, the quicker it goes. Now, you know, I've, I've always been with the mentality is just longevity is to see yes. you continue to plant yes. so that one day you're able to use the, uh, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yes. You know, the, the plan is, is, is not to enjoy it now, but in the future, but in the future, you're going to need it. Yes. And a lot of people, you know, like I, like I, I was born here, but I was, mm-hmm. I was raised from child in Puerto Rico. So Despite it's it's a it's an American territory, okay. um, it's, um, it's you know people treat it like we're Mexicans. I'm not gonna lie, right? Mm-hmm. So my mentality sometimes people don't understand because I have that immigrant mentality. Right. Any immigrant mentality is gonna come here, work his ass off, right? Get his money and store it away in a corner, and then make more money, and then starts buying this here investment until next thing you know you know in a blink of an eye he becomes a millionaire a billionaire without you even knowing and all he without did was knowing yep is work his ass off yeah you know i think we need more of that yeah. with our people from here yes. you know yeah to be able to to be able to understand the 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 value of hard work and that tomorrow can be promised if not for you but for your children yeah exactly Exactly. And, and that's that's the investment mindset that just like you said, I think sometimes I think the the the, the mindset, just like you said, the mindset of the hustler, the quick money or but or even social media, people on social media, they have this uh, idea that, you know, everybody wakes up with this glamorous, glamorous well, look with the Lambo. With the yeah. Ford. You get you go on YouTube just to watch a Chris video and, and you get an ad. Hey, you like this Lambo? Yeah, right. You know how I made it? You want to make yeah. a, a, a yeah. quick a hundred thousand bucks? Yeah. That's so annoying. Just, yeah. It, you know what? This this it goes to this, 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 <laughs> yeah. because it tells your story of your struggle. Yes. Nobody's telling the yeah. story anymore. Nobody's telling the story and, and of the every, struggle. Everybody wants to be a millionaire, yes. but don't know how to handle their money. Exactly. You know? you know, there's a there's a quote by uh this guy named um uh geez, I can't even think of his name right now. Anyway, his quote is really good. He says, strive to become a millionaire, you know, not for the money, but for what it will make of you to get it. So people want, they want, they want the millions, but they don't want the struggle to get it. You Mm -hmm. know, people want, just like you said, they want the Lambo, but they don't want the struggle to figure out how to get it. So like, just like you said, it takes work. And sometimes that four letter word work is the biggest cuss word. Yeah. Of like, it's scary. Is it? It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. <laughs> I tell my, my wife, my wife, um, she complains so much about like my grammar and the way I post things like, and I told her good. And she's like, why? It's like good because it tells a story. Mm. If you look at my first episode to now, uh, but that, my 90 episode, the evolution. That's awesome, man. The evolution, the change. Right. right. You know, a nice shirt, a granny shirt, a background, no background. The yeah. evolution. It tells a story without you knowing. Right. You know, you you want to admire somebody, you want to admire something. You have to be a student of the game. You have to learn the lesson. Right. You have to study each evolution that nothing came easy and everything was work. Right. And you know, I preach that shit every fucking day. And it's difficult. Yeah. And, yeah. and you, 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 t- you, you go tell somebody to work, it's, it's you're disrespecting them. How could you tell yeah. them? <laughs> Disrespectful. Uh, how long did it take you to write this book? Like, so when I, I, like writing- I know, I know it said 10 years, but not like, I want to know for like the time frame to you said, like, all right, it's on, like Donkey yeah. Kong. Yeah. And boom, 
you know, back consistency. All right. I got, I got 30 minutes to write this. Boom, 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 boom. Next day, 30 minutes to write this. Boom, boom. Yeah. How, how long was that time frame? So I would say, cause I, cause it's, uh, when I said 10 years, it's, it's been sitting in me for 10 years. I didn't start writing the book until about, got it. Uh, I would almost say about four or five years ago. But I, even then, four or five years ago, I was just putting down ideas and thoughts, almost like a journal. And Structurizing it, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't until, I would say, almost last year. Last year was the year I was just like, you know what? I'm getting this book done. And I'm not going to play around with it. I'm going to get this thing done. And I'm going to move on with my life to something else. So last year, it took me almost the whole year to get, you know, in between work and trying to work on the firm and trying to have the handle the family and everything. I worked on it as much as I could and, um, you know, adding things in, taking things out, you know, changing the sequence of things, changing how I thought about things and how I worded it. And I mean, there's whole sections in here where I just completely could cut it all out and start it over again. And I mean, it, it took time. It took some time. And, you know, it's my, my first one. I, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I was yeah. just trying to get it down. And but um, that, that goes back to that, what I said earlier, like, you, you you will never know what is perfection until you actually create something exactly. and sit back and admire it and say, oh, next time maybe I could do this a little better. Yes. Change this, you know? Yes. Because yeah. if we if we go by what every another person does, you know, you'll go back to me fucking uh three years in the making trying to make a podcast. Cause I'm living my life through somebody else's life, exactly. but not through mine, you know. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So that's yeah. That's it. Took me about a took me about a year, man. Uh, about a, a good more than a year, but like a solid year of like when I was able to just really focus and hone in my attention on it. You know, so it, it took some time. So, what was that? How was that moment when you realized it was done? Like you, you know, sat back and you had you know nice pages, you know, set up, and you sat back and it's like it's done. Yeah, how was describe that moment? Wow. So you know that. So there's a story behind all that too, because mm. you know even when I finally told my wife, I was like, "Liv, I think, I think I'm done with the book. I think I'm, I think I'm done writing it." And so at that time, I didn't have a publisher. I didn't know what. what I didn't know do. what. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. And a friend of mine reached out to me and was like, "Hey, you know, a friend of mine just started a publishing company. Um, you should check them out." And so I called him. I was just like. You know, I don't have anybody else. So I might as well just see what they're talking about. And man, this lady had, she had already written three books. She had her books in on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, Walmart, Target. And I was like, shoot, okay, let me there you work go. with her. And working with her was a great experience. And then like in working with her, we got the cover together. We got the design. And she was telling me that, you know, you can get the book done in a certain time frame faster than I thought. I, I had no clue. And in, in doing that, we worked together. We, we were going back and forth and editing it. We sent it to the formatter. We sent it to the editor. She edited some things. And then she said, Elman, your book is done. And I said, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> so I ordered a copy of it just before we, it actually went to, you know, before it actually went, um, before it became actually uh, properly formatted. And... <clears throat> And then this is this is my first copy when it's called like enough it has not for resale on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because it still has some things in it that needs to be fixed. And when I saw this, when I saw this, this mm. is what like ignited that that uh, it was a it was a feeling like man. I think the feeling was I I did it. Yes. I, I actually did this thing, man. And this was like I've, I don't know anybody in my family that's written a book. You know, I, I didn't know. Nobody else knew what to tell me. And I was like, and I've been talking about writing a book for years. I was like, you know, I should write a book. I should write a book. And finally got it done. And I felt good. I felt accomplished. I felt like I, I felt like I did. Uh, I felt good to like, I wanted to, you know, dedicate some of it to my parents because they played yeah. such a big role in that. Like my dad and my mom. and and um and even my, my wife and and uh it was just a, it was a good feeling man it was like who, a really good feeling who was the first one to read it who was like the one you're like all right you need to read this and you just sit there and, and look back and <laughs> uh 
I first wanted to read the book. I think it was, uh, I don't know. I was about to say my, my parents, but the thing about my parents is that I, I sent chapters to them to read. So they, okay. they already had already read it. Um, and my, you know, in, in, uh, in them reading it, they actually wanted a lot of stuff taken out. So <laughs> uh. I, had, I had put in a lot, I had put in like, all of the family stuff, everything. <laughs> I, I wasn't sugarcoating anything, man. Oh man! And then they were like, "No, this like, can't go." Boy, in. you need to take that out. <laughs> so they were like, "They took it out." But the other thing was that I had a, a friend of mine who I went through law school with. Um, was it your roommates, the ones in the book? No. Yes, she was. She was actually a roommate. I had two guy, other guy roommates, and then her. And like for some reason, man, like. Her and I were like brother and sister, man. She she knew everything that I had actually went through in this book. And she was like, um, and she's like family friend and everything. And um, I remember when she read it, she was, uh, she called me and was like, almost crying, man. Like, wow. this is, this is really amazing. I, I could not put it down. And she read it actually in um, less than 24 hours. She read it, the whole thing. She was right? hooked. I mean, it's, it, it's, if it wasn't because, you know, I got kids running around my wife and oh, so many obligation man it i'm telling you that first chapter hooks you yeah. it hooks you it, 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 it you know i was like i was like this reading and my son would tuck my pull me yeah. or my <laughs> wife would, would, would call me and i'm just like yeah. oh shit like zoned out Zone, yeah. Zoned yeah. out, not not listening to anything until my wife came yeah. in and smacked me beside the head. And <laughs> like, I'm told, don't you hear me calling you? But the, the first chapter is it, definitely I like the way you structure it. it. Especially if you're if you're somebody like me who has a son, you know, man. Just wishes to be half a father figure mm. your dad was to you, man. Mm. That's yeah, that yeah. that's. Like I'm said, like I read that, I got something in my throat. Like, yeah, this is real. It, it's yeah. it's beautiful. It's amazing, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's a it's a dedication, man. It's a there was a lot in here, man. I, and I just wanted to put it all out there, and I wanted to be as as real as possible. And 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 one of the, just like you said, I, I wanted the reader, the, like the, a person who read this to to relate to it in some kind of way. You know it. it it didn't, this story didn't have to be about law school. It could have been all any of our story, you know? And I, I wanted it to be one of those things where it touches you, where you could laugh at it and you could cry in it. There's a, there's a part in here when I had returned home and as you know, I just was going through some things and there's a funny, couple of funny parts in here about just about my experience, <laughs> trying to just figure it out. Yeah. And, um, but, but those moments make you stronger. Those yeah. moments make you the person that you are. And, and I don't take them away from, you know, I, I embrace them all. I embrace them all. And so what I learned from that was that, just like I said earlier about, you know, not being afraid of failure, like actually seeking out failure for the things that I want to get accomplished. But then at the same time, giving myself the grace to, to you know, recognize that I'm not going to know it all. I'm not going to get it all right the first time. But isn't that like, I don't mean to cover you up, but isn't that the beauty of it? Yes. Imagine like. Yes. Like, all right. So, like, I got out of high school. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't like high school was. I, I was popular, so just put, cut that out first, right? But it was like I didn't want to learn anything. Yeah. But yeah. The, like, it's something that when I got out of high school, I you know, I began to have this passion of learning just anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized that just knowing everything is so dull and boring, mm -hmm. but yet it's beautiful when you have that passion to learn. Like yes. it, it, it makes you feel alive. Yes, it is. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I, I personally feel like the essence of life is about development. Yes. It's about development. And if you can develop yourself to be the best person that you can be, then you've done something. If you're, if you're not trying to become better, if you're not working on yourself, because ultimately at the end of the day, when you are working on yourself, you're making the world a better place. <laughs> At the point that you stop working on yourself, it's like you could because the, the world is always moving. Time is always moving. Yes. You know, time doesn't stop. The sun is going to come up. The sun is going to go down. The moon is going to come. Those are always going to happen. But as you're working on yourself, you're either progressing because you're working on yourself or you're regressing. You're going back. Yes. So yes. it's like, what are you going to do with the time that you have? Because let's be honest, 
this world, like, no, no time is guaranteed. You know, you know yes. it's not, it's not you're here today and gone tomorrow. No, no, you're here today and you might be gone today. Like it's, this is the world that we live in and there's so many things that are going on. So if you want a better world, let's start there. If you want a better world, then you have to learn. You have to, you have to be, and if you want to, if you want to earn, you have to be the learners are the earners. I mean, yes. it's like the people who are able to learn and to, to develop themselves who can communicate the thoughts that they have, who create these platforms to introduce and talk to other people and learn what their, their experiences are and put it out there on their platforms. I mean, come on, but this is what, what this life is about. It's about developing ourselves into our full nature. That's why I said like, you know, our vulnerability experience is not just about, you know, you know, just trying to be nice and stuff like that. No, vulnerability is about becoming all of who you really are, becoming the full expression of who you are, you know, not settling for, you know, being mediocre in anything in your mind, in your mind, in your life. It's for like, where I want to develop the passion. Everything I do, I want to come with the full passion right now. This is everything I have. I'm bringing it all. I know it or I don't know it, but you're going to get all of what I have. Yes. Yes. You know, and that, that's, that's what this life is about. It's about that push to become the fullest expression of who you are. And uh, that's. I'm meant to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm meant to that. Right here. Right here. <laughs> Here. Look up, man. Yes. So yes. we 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 got two goals to set, right? Mm-hmm. One, we gotta get you on TED Talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And two, we gotta send this book to Oprah. Oh yes, we man. gotta send it to Oprah. We got we gotta get her address and we gotta send it to her ASAP. She needs okay. to read this. That's All right. I, I love that, man. I'm gonna look her address up. Yeah, give her a freebie. That's the only yeah, freebie that's worth. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Right? You got to think big. You got to think, think outside of the box. Yes. Right? Yes. So. Um, Wait, I'm going to write that down, brother. Yes. Um, tell the people what to find you. So I am on all the social media outlets. So on Instagram, you can find me at Elman Woodson, E-L-M-A-N. Last name is Woodson, W-O-O-D-S-O-N. Uh, Facebook, Elman Woodson. I'm on Twitter at I am Elman Woodson. Um, uh, and also on my Instagram, on my link tree, I have like my YouTube, I have my law firm. Um, I'm actually, this is great. I'm actually starting a consulting firm for business consulting, advisory consulting. So that will soon be on there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on there. And, oh, and for my book right now, uh, you can find me at www.elman, the number two, Wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com backslash look up. So there you go. Uh, mouse, I'll say it one more time. It's at Elman, www.elmanwoodson uh, at elmanwoodson2 dot Wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com backslash look up. There you go. Go check him out. Go buy his book. Yes, please. It's an amazing journey. First chapter is going to get you hooked. Um, It's been an honor, a pleasure to have these this intellectual conversation with you. Um, I've learned so much. Shout out to your dad. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to your wife. Shout out to your kids. Shout out to your twin brother. (laughs) Appreciate it, man. Uh, And man, thank you for coming on and trusting me. Uh, And guys. I'm out, but go check it out. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Thank you for this, man. I appreciate it. Peace. All right.